Section 10 of Select Sermons of Jonathan Edwards. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Select Sermons of Jonathan Edwards. Section 10. God Glorified in Man's Dependence. Advertisement to the Reader Respecting the First Sermon. It was with no small difficulty that the author's youth and modesty were prevailed on to let him appear a preacher in our public lecture, and afterwards to give us a copy of his discourse, at the desire of divers ministers and others who heard it. But as we quickly found him a workman that needs not to be ashamed before his brethren, our satisfaction was the greater to see him pitching upon so noble a subject, and treating it with so much strength and clearness, as the judicious reader will perceive in the following composure, a subject which secures to God his great design in the work of fallen man's redemption by the Lord Jesus Christ, which is evidently so laid out, as that the glory of the whole should return to him, the blessed ordainer, purchaser, and applier, a subject which enters deep into practical religion, without the belief of which that must soon die in the hearts and lives of men. For in proportion to the sense we have of our dependence on the sovereign God for all the good we want, will be our value for him, our trust in him, our fear to offend him, and our care to please him, as likewise our gratitude and love, our delight and praise, upon our sensible experience of his free benefits. In short, it is the very soul of piety to apprehend and own that all our springs are in him, the springs of our present grace and comfort, and of our future glory and blessedness, and that they all entirely flow through Christ by the efficacious influence of the Holy Spirit. By these things saints live, and in all these things is the life of our spirits. Such doctrines as these, which, by humbling the minds of men, prepare them for the exaltations of God, he has signally owned and prospered in the reformed world, and in our land especially, in the days of our forefathers and we hope they will never grow unfashionable among us. For, we are well assured, if those which we call the doctrines of grace ever come to be contemned or disrelished, vital piety will proportionably languish and wear away, as these doctrines always sink in the esteem of man upon the decay of serious religion. We cannot, therefore, but express our joy and thankfulness that the great head of the church is pleased still to raise up from among the children of his people, for the supply of his churches, those who assert and maintain these evangelical principles, and that our churches, notwithstanding all their degeneracies, have still a high value for such principles, and for those who publicly own and teach them. And as we cannot but wish and pray that the college in the neighboring colony, as well as our own, may be a fruitful mother of many such sons as the author, by the blessing of heaven on the care of their present worthy rector, so we heartily rejoice in the special favor of providence in bestowing such a rich gift on the happy church of Northampton, which has for so many lusters of years flourished under the influence of such pious doctrines, taught them in the excellent ministry of their late venerable pastor, whose gift and spirit, we hope, will long live and shine in this his grandson, to the end that they may abound yet more in all the lovely fruits of evangelical humility and thankfulness to the glory of God. To his blessing we commit them all with this discourse, 
and every one that reads it, and are your servants in the gospel, T. Prince, W. Cooper, Boston, August 17, 1731. End of section 10